voice of the black and amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday Evening Talksport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Sunday the 12th of December, you're very welcome to Community Radio's Kilkenny City Sunday Evening Talk Sport, where we will cover all the big games from the weekend. Uh, we're just back in from uh, Tullamore with the extra time there, and we had extra time yesterday in uh, St. Patrick's in, uh, in Escorty as well, so it's been a busy, busy weekend here on Sport for Community Radio Kilkenny City. We'll have a, we'll go through in a moment, I'll go through the report about the Shamrocks and St. Reinhardt's. Shamrocks, yeah, they got out of jail alright, but there was no doubting in the end when they got the extra time what way it was going to be like. I'm afraid, as we'll hear from Barry Henriquez, Nace were far too good for Kilkenny's Glenmore. In fact, I think that's probably the first time in 10 years that a Kilkenny team will not be contesting the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Final. And Moonkine, well, they sure got out of jail as well down in uh, Wexford yesterday against Tara Rocks. When they got that equalising point, there was no question who was going to win an extra time. That's just the way it was. Plenty of Kilkenny under-21 action today. We'll be talking to some of those guys. We won't fit them all in. Actually, we covered a lot of those matches during the day. And we'll uh, come up with that. We have some camogie results as well. We'll be talking to John Corrigan on soccer. We'll have the rugby results from uh, the weekend also. Big, big day. Probably the biggest sporting event that took place globally today was the Formula 1 Grand Prix. I'm looking forward to seeing the highlights of that tonight because Mark Verstappen has won his first world championship and I think he won it really overtaking Lewis Hamilton the reigning champion on the last um, the last lap that will um, certainly be something that's going to be very much in the sporting headlines tomorrow we'll be talking to Tristan Linus from uh, Kilkenny Hockey about how they got on this weekend we'll also see how the Marble City Hawks got on as well and we say well done to all the Kilkenny athletes we just had John May from Kilkenny City Harriers on talking to uh, Cueve Rain Allen who hosts the programme this afternoon well done Cueve great job um, Kilkenny athletes to the fore up in Dublin today in the European Championship so well done to them on that we have no horse racing today so we're going to give uh, Bear Scott the evening off so we won't be talking to Bear uh, this weekend we're going to start up in uh, Tullamore mind you at the start of the game yes while yeah, while Luke O'Connor did get the first point for um, the uh, St. Rhinos, the reigning champions from Offaly, three times winners from Offaly, uh, uh, some good passing in the early stages. TJ Reid within three minutes had the game levelled up, but really it was all the Shamrocks in the first quarter. They grabbed a bag of gold, they got gold from Owen Cody in the fifth minute, a half a minute later, Colin Fenley flicked the ball that came in his direction to the net, 2-1 to a point. And within uh, 13 minutes... Point further points from Brian Cody after a pass from his brother Owen and, a, and another a second point from Owen Cody to make it 2-4 to a point it was all so easy for the Shamrocks and we wondered would we be even going home a lot earlier but then Luke O'Connor got a point from a free to just bring it back a small bit but off the Shamrocks they took off again with Evan Shefflin uh, getting another point but Aaron, Aidan Tracy did pop over a point and uh, Ronan Corkin got another before the water break 2-6 to 3 points it was a 9 point lead for the Shamrocks and they were comfortably in control of the game at that particular stage uh, in the second half uh, Shamrar um, Rhinos were very unfortunate they lost their fullback Pat Kamen to a hamstring injury he pulled it very badly and uh, he was replaced by Roland Hughes who was originally on the programme to start at number 9 but he came on instead of Pat Kamen and he had one hell of a good game he got the first score of the second quarter to narrow the margin Paul Quirk who was down who came in to replace him popped over another Adrian Mullen then after being set up by Colin, Colin Fenley he uh, um, 
kind of gave the momentum back a little bit to the Shamrocks. But all the time, Ed St. Rhinos were getting more and more into the game with Aidan Tracy, Luke O'Connor, Stephen Quirk, all popping over pints to make it a one-goal game. Well, sorry, that Luke O'Connor was actually a goal that he got in the 23rd minute. He had fierce pace, got in and uh, battered the ball in. I'm not sure if Dean Mason fully saw it right, but it certainly put the cat among the pigeons because by the 26th minute, it was a goal in a 2-7, 2-1-7. Adrian Mullins stretched that to four pints. But back came Rhinos again with uh, a, a, a goal 2-8 to 1-8. Now, I didn't take a note of the actual time it happened, but the, the Shamrocks lost Joey Cuddy to a red card in the uh, first half. And uh, that had a big bearing on the game. T- um, Richie Reid at centre-back was absolutely lording it. He was practically on his own. He was conducting the orchestra, as it were, from centre-half back, and Reiners just kept pumping the ball down in his direction. But still at half-time, at 2-8 to 1-8, Reiners had their dander up, and with an extra man in the second half, they were able to afford to put a free man back in defence, and that was being that was to good effect. And they slowly got back into the game. They got a Luke O'Connor, a Luke O'Connor point in the first minute of the game. That um, steadied them up further. But Evan Shefflin uh, played, was playing very well at wing-back, he uh, got a point to make it 2-9, 2-1-9. But all the time, the Rhinos were getting more and more into the game. Paul Quirk and Ronan Hughes again uh, popped over points and saying Rhinos maybe could feel a little lucky to have a goal disallowed in the 41st minute for what the referee thought was a, was a, 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 a illegal pass. Not so sure it was an illegal pass, but TJ Reid steadied the ship in the 42nd minute to make it 2-10, 2-1-11. Well, the drama was still only starting at that stage because it wasn't too long before the uh, the teams were level. They were level in the 47th minute after Paul Quirk and Adrian Mullins swapped points and then Paul Quirk and Luke O'Connor got points to tie the game. Then Ronan Hughes put the Rhinos ahead and suddenly they were on the back. The, the, our own Shamrocks from Ballyhale were on the back foot. They kept plugging away at TJ Reid. Some neat passing popped over a point. And uh, D- Dean Mason then made a brilliant save from Luke O'Connor out for a, for a 65. But all of this time, despite the despite the amount of possession that Rhinos had, they just were not putting the game away. And that they were allowing Shamrocks to stay in the game. And at the end, a 65 that was needlessly conceded by Rhinos. The defender could have picked up the ball and got rid of it, but he just pulled on it and got it out over the sideline. Richie Reid stepped up to the 65, landed it into a crowd, Crowded area, and all we know is that Owen Cody got his ball hurriedly to the ball in in the melee and into the back of the net, and that drew the game. And there was only one team ever going to win in extra time. It was all the Shamrocks. They popped over points at Sport between Owen Cody, Owen Keneally, Adrian Mullen, um, so Ronan Corker and Brian Cody, and it, it, there was simply no comeback for St. Rhinos. They put up a gallant effort, but at the end of the day, they will be bitterly disappointed because they had they were they had the, they were in the bus heading to Croke Park next Sunday to take on. Clock Balakala, but I'm afraid it was the Shamrocks bus that went out the gate the fastest, and uh, they're now in the Leinster final next Sunday. But they were relieved after the game, as you'll hear now from their manager, James O'Connor. He's been into the St. Ryan's players there just to commiserate, obviously, but uh, get out of jail card there, I think. Yeah, look, um, we started great. First, uh, first 10 15 minutes started great, and. Uh, you know, went in for the water break, came back out, and just just were dead. I don't know whatever happened. I don't know. Then we had Joey Cody who got sent off, and 
Um, look, it was, it was he went in awkwardly into the tackle. Uh, the player was low, and he, he connected with his head as far as I could see. Um, I don't think it was intentional, to be honest with you. Um, it was just one of those things that happened. But um, we really struggled after that day and straight off. You know, they, they closed the gap at halftime. I think we came in uh, goal up at halftime. Yeah. Um, second half, then it was it was nip and tuck all the way. They pushed on. We found it hard to go with them. You know, uh, that extra man was just killing us all the time, uh, just trying to get the scores. Um, and you know, it, it it went down to the last 20 seconds here now. Like that's what it went down to. But Sharmucks do what Sharmucks do, and got a goal in the you know in in the last 10-15 seconds, and got another chance at it. When we got back to the 15 uh, versus 15 again, then like we were outside in that dressing room, they knew then you know that. It was coming. It was all or nothing now. Like you know, so in fairness, they came out in the second half. We got our five or six points up in the first ten minutes and held it on after that. Then, you know. yeah. What was the thoughts when that 65 was dropping into the big square? I knew it was the last chance. Um, you know, I, I I I told the lads inside afterwards. You know, in that last 10, 15 seconds, I was just picturing the team going home, the bus can be, and I. That's one journey I never ever want to do again. I told them inside. That was the worst. That was the worst 10 seconds of my life nearly inside there, you know, watching that ball carrying in there and thankfully one of the lads just got a touch and I don't even know who scored, I'll be honest with you. Um, but uh, it was rough, it was rough. Um, but look, came out and came out an extra time, didn't did the business again, played like we can play. Yeah. And you talked to us last week about uh, Mount Leicester Rangers and a stuttering kind of championship season. Mm. Is that still continuing, do you think? Um, look, in fairness, like again, we didn't play to our full potential over the, over the first 60 minutes. We did play to our potential uh, in the second 20 um, in the extra time, you know. But like, it's, it's like in most of the games, we have gone this nine, ten points ahead and just leaving that, just maybe taking the foot off the pedal a little bit, you know. And just giving the opposition the chance to get, you know, to get a foothold. And normally, like you know, you say when you get that ten points, you should just finish off a team then. But we're we're letting the opposition back in again, and you know, bringing it back two, three points, and then you're trying to fight it again and turn it. So it's you know, it's 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 a bit of um, we're just bringing a lot of a uh, workload upon ourselves that I think we should we shouldn't be like you know. Having to fight another day now against it, the least champions. It is, yeah, yeah. Well, look, without a doubt, but like you know, look. Again, I thought you know, over that over that um, 60 minutes, we're playing probably to 75% of potential here now. Like, yeah. Knowing, like, I know this team, and like, there's a way more in the tank, like, you know, it's just to, for them just to release and just go for it, you know, which they did, which they did in the extra time, then, like, you know. But, um, like, you, you just can't be knocking at that door all the time because someday it just won't open for you, like, you know. Injuries today. Evan Shefflin went off injured, Colin Fenley went off injured. You won't have Joy Cody next weekend. Now, I'm not saying Colin and Evan won't be playing but you could do without those injuries because you only have a week to recover that's all that's the problem here now like you know the, the recovery time is going to be very short um, I don't know the extent of those injuries yet um, and we'll probably know more Tuesday or Wednesday Nicky on it but um, look we need everybody in fairness now the guys that came in there as well there today did it exceptionally well um, but at the end of the day you know I think we need everyone from here on out and of course going to Croke Park is nothing strange to yourselves and Clock Balacala would not be that used that could be a, a factor would it be? Um, look, experience in playing in Crow Park is a huge thing, uh, I would definitely say. But look, these games can take a life of their, you know, a life of their own as well. And, um, you know, look, I'm sure they'll be well up for it. I watched them there, there yesterday, like, and they pulled out some performance yesterday. You know, a real workman-like performance throughout, uh, throughout the hour and, 
you know, pulled up a massive, massive uh, surprise. In the latter 10 minutes of normal time, Reinhardt's had a lot of opportunities for points and they really squandered them. There'll be big regrets in that dressing room. They did, but also, you know, in, in the second half, um, I thought we shot five or six wide, bad wide, you know, 40, 45 metres out. Normally ones that would be going over the bar for us, you know. So I was a bit like, we were disappointed. The players were disappointed when we came in. Like, you know, missing those chances you just don't. Like, at that time, there was only a couple of points in it. And, you know, if we were putting those those balls over the bar, we'd opened up the gap a little bit more, like, you know, and we'd have a bit to spare at the end. But, you know, you can't be you can't be missing those in these big games. Now, in fairness, there was, there was a swirling wind outside there at times um, at the far end of the stand. But it's no excuse. You must you must be putting them over the barley. James, how relieved are you to still be standing and still going? Mike, absolutely... Uh, 100 out of 100 relieved I can tell you that um, like uh, look as I said to you already I was picturing the, the the spin on the bus going home in the last 10 seconds in my own head saying where did all this go wrong here today so hugely relieved I hope we're after getting the biggest scare I'd said we ever got um, inside in that dressing room um, and look you know, we'd say, I suppose when we came out and uh, in the extra time, we showed what we can do again. I'm very happy with our fitness and everything. As you can see, they finished out the game very strong. Um, they're in great shape. Um, and I hopefully they'll recover quickly uh, during the week and those injuries will clear up for me. What does it say about them lads to stay going right till the end when it looks like everything is going against you? But that's a typical, it's a typical Shamrocks, isn't it? Uh, the heart they have is just unbelievable. And, you know, like, look, they've won seven or eight All Islands. That's why they've won them. There's no point in saying it. You know, they've won four counties in Kilkenny. Kilkenny is one of the most competitive championships that you'll ever play in. I can tell you that firsthand. Uh, and they keep doing it. And that's why they're the winners there. Yeah, James O'Connor, as always, ever obliging to us after the game. He had uh, obviously had to take his players into the restroom for a stiff talk, and that's very understandable. But as ever obliging after us. And by the way, I know during the day that uh, maybe my pronouncement of St. Rhinos was not quite uh, to a liking to one one listener who was um, who questioned that, and that's fair enough. Mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. I also spoke to Joy Holden after the game. Joey Holland, you were still pulling the ball out of the air there at the very end. This was a tight call in one respect and the final score probably was not fair on Reynolds. No, absolutely not. No, we, we got a goal at the end, a lucky goal, scrappy goal, but listen, we need a bit of luck on along the way, but listen, Reynolds are champions of for three years in a row now, so they've been through the mill, they, they give it everything and they're a very proud parish and represent their blue and gold very well, just like we do, so we were under no illusions coming up here and that's what we got, a serious tough battle. Coming to the end of normal time, did you think it was gone on you? Yeah thought was gone I said this is last chance saloon and I couldn't believe it going in going go they was asking him there he said he hit the ball but he'd just seen lads jump and he didn't know where it was so listen it was a lucky goal but you need them sort of things but it's typical Shamrocks you do have great belief keep it going to the end yeah that's it you know, I suppose you can never panic just keep going to the end and keep throwing it throwing everything at it and some days it'll pay off some days it won't and we're, we're well aware of that but listen it paid off today and we drove on then during next time well you announced your retirement from Kilkenny and that might have said not Croke Park anymore but you're now going back to Croke Park and a place that has uh, maybe mixed emotions but lead, your leadership will be important there next weekend uh, hopefully yeah but for Ballycoller in the same line they'll be both going up there to try and make it a nice run into Christmas but listen it's great to go back there um, especially bringing the Ballyhale jersey and, the, and your families and people at Ballyhale up to there for a nice day out but hopefully we can crown it off Sunday. Where are you getting these performances from, Joe? You just seem to just keep the whole thing going. You were just tremendous throughout the game there. By a distance, the best player in the field. I don't know about that now, but listen, there's great lads around me, and you can trust them boys that if, if they miss a ball, they'll, or I miss a ball, they'll be there for me. And the same if they miss a ball, I try to be there for them. So it's about a team, it's not about one individual player. And just try to do your best for the club, and that's it. Well, well done. Good luck weekend, next weekend, Joey. Thanks, Thanks for talking much. to us. Joey Holden, where he gets these performances from, there's no doubt about it. He is the reason uh, they came back and guess so 
Sean Cody put the ball in the net, but Joey Holden just is such an amazing defender. Now our own Liam Kelly Rook, who was on duty for Bio Sport today, he picked he got uh, got in picked up with Ken Hogan. Clearly a disappointed Ken Hogan after the match, but he was most obliging in talking to our colleague Liam. Ken Hogan, a disappointing result, but you must be very proud of your players. Hugely proud, you know. Um, we don't talk about moral victories in St. Rhinus. We've had a very tough uh, three years, you know. We had to play the 2020 final only three months ago. We have huge respect for Ballyhale Shamrocks. Uh, an absolutely wonderful team. Uh, got an awful start, as you know, two fights, two points down. But we came all guns blazing in the second quarter. Wonderful second half period as well. Really worked as hard as we possibly could. I'm absolutely thrilled with the players, the way they performed and the way they, they represented their clubs, their families, and particularly Offaly Hurling. Yeah. You know, and Offaly Hurling is not down. You know, it's on the way back. And uh, hats off as well to Belly Hill Shamrocks. That's why they're champions. They know how to eke out results. They know how to eke out scores. And by God, they did that, you know, for a finish. And look, Shamrocks Valley Hill were in full flow after the first quarter. To respond to that, it would have been very easy to drop the heads. To respond to that as well as you did, it must be even more satisfying. Yeah, it is satisfying, all right. It's satisfying that we showed character, that we showed that we have belief in each other and that we stayed with our system, that we didn't panic in any given situation. We never panicked at any stage. Uh, but always, the game is never over till it's over. And, uh, you know, young Cody got the, got the goal to finish the job. It was an absolutely wonderful game. I think everybody enjoyed it. They're on the edge of their seats. It's uh, December. It's, it's the month of December. But what two fantastic teams. And uh, we wish Belly Hill all the very best going forward. And sure, you had faith in your players. But when they went down to 14 players, that must have given your players some confidence as well. Ah, yeah, sure. We, you, you, you thrive in every little advantage. And uh, certainly we did from that point of view. But we're just delighted of competing in such a, a big game we're disappointed uh, we didn't win it hugely disappointed but we'll have to rebound and come back again and that sucker punch at the end from the own Cody goal it was a real killer wasn't it real killer and TJ had been bottled up you know unfortunately we conceded 65 probably unnecessarily so we didn't have to concede that 65 but that's sport that's the game and we'll have to rebound and come back again and finally then on a happier note awfully hurling based on this performance is in in a good state of affairs ah uh, yeah well at the top level you know the top 5, 6 teams in Offaly are this is a hugely competitive championship and uh, they live for their hurling here and you saw today they really got behind their team as well but uh, what a wonderful advertisement for hurling and fair play to both teams thanks very much Ken thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Yeah, a gentleman as always is Ken Hogan talking to our own Liam Kelly O'Rourke Liam you were looking at it from the opposite side of the field to me you were on Bio Sport, yeah. Bio Sport duty what's your impression? Um, it, it really depends on what way you look at it I mean from a Shamrock's point of view anyone who came down from Planet Pluto to see that game would be absolutely astounded by the way in which Shamrock's dug themselves out of those holes and there was three or four of them at least during the course of the game but look it's what they've done all throughout the Kilkenny Championship and into the Leinster as well they were constantly under pressure from St. Rhinus and they constantly came up with the answers I mean in the first quarter they were flying it didn't they had a 2-4 to 1 point lead after the guts of 13 minutes and they were free-flowing. Then something changed in St. Rhinus their attitude or the performance in the second quarter and they really came alive and I was fierce impressed with the likes of Paul Quirk and Stephen Quirk I thought they were excellent and you know even Luke Corner and uh, Luke O'Connor in, in the corner was a was a threat right throughout the game yeah, he was very pacey wasn't yeah. he yeah any time around the Shamrocks defence they were in bother and I mean look as the, as the game went on and we thought look they'll go in at half time will that be the St. Ryan's momentum over well they came back and improved even in the second half and they were making Sh- 
Shamrocks uh, make silly mistakes you saw balls being dropped they were almost harassing the Shamrocks players and that really really paid off and uh, look in the second half they were dominant I thought they were by far the better side the likes of Adrian Mullen and TJ Reid from general play disappointed me a bit but they just kept within touching distance Shamrocks and that late goal well it was a bit of a mess but home Cody got the touch and uh, look I really, I think everyone in O'More Park or O'Connor Park felt when that goal went in from home Cody that that was St. Ryan's chance gone but look Brian Gavin was chatting to me after the game and he's no fan of moral victories but in fairness if they're to take anything from it they should be very very proud but uh, no Leinster final for them there sure isn't ok we're going to take a break and we'll be hearing from uh, Barry Henriquez about how Glenmore didn't manage to get over Nace yesterday and also we'll be talking to Pat Tracy who will tell us all that happened in these monster hurling games today where our station colleague Tony Considine put in a stormer with his Kilmallock and there was a game down in Fraherfield today and if the uh, sports team WhatsApp is anything to go by we have a lot of people on our sports team crew who are not happy with the way the match went down there today from a refereeing point of view but all that coming up after this break Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Well, for the first time in 10 years, the Kilkenny team will not be contesting the Intermediate Club Leinster final. On Friday night here, we had uh, David Herity talking to Pat here on the phone, and he gave Nace a really good chance, and that's how it turned out to be. There was a, a kind of a Glenmore victory in the end because they were trained by Tom Alley, but Barry Henriquez will tell us the full story. Off you go, Barry. Thank you. Nace 116, Glenmore 110. Coming out of St. Condus Park in Newbridge yesterday, both Richie Power and myself were totally at a loss as to how the Kilkenny Intermediate Champions, who had thrilled us through the great, a great Kilkenny uh, Championship with all the inherent skills, um, could have totally that could have were totally wiped out in a Leinster semi-final by a Kildare hurling team without being disingenuous to the Kildare lads. Not logically. Such an end game should not have happened. We are talking about the champions of the second highest grade of hurling from arguably, arguably one of the leading hurling counties in the country. But Glenmore, whom we all marvelled at when winning the intermediate title with such panache and skill and athleticism, were not only beaten, but the score does not do justice to the winners. They missed two certain goals in the first half and another like score in the second. Glenmore were outfought on and off the field of play. The winners had the plan for the occasion. Glenmore had no plan B when they needed one. The winners had obviously earmarked the Glenmore big hitters like Owen Murphy and Ger Elward, and their plans worked. They distracted Owen Murphy, and as a result, the Glenmore half-back line was decimated. As David Heresy said to Pat Tracy on Friday night, the naceful forward line would prove problematic. They were more than problematic. Having engineered the decimation of the Glenmore half-back line, the full forward line of Brian Bourne, James Burke and Shane Ryan proved far more than a handful for the for Shane Doherty, Owen Edward and Sean Duggan. At midfield, both Reen uh, Borden and Kevin Ahern were physically too strong for their Glenmore opponents, while the Nace defence in toto never dipped in their attitude, their physicality or their ability for the full hour. Richie Hogan was superb at full back for them, while their two wing backs, Kevin Whelan and Sean Ganey, were never overcome. They added two very, very good attacking points to their team sheet when they needed them. 
Glenmore started with an Ian Byrne pointed free after 50 seconds. Little were we to know that it was the first and only time the Kilkenny champions were to lead. At the end of the first quarter, Nace were in front, not 5 to not 2. The winners were just settling in. Glenmore hadn't even settled, as we thought. But we weren't worried. We had reason to worry when Glenmore's first point from play took 22 minutes to arrive. There was plenty to worry the Glenmore management at halftime as the Kildare outfit were comfortably in front by double scores, 12 points to six. One could suggest that a game-changing moment happened in the 26th minute of that first half when a well-taken Alan Murphy penalty was brilliantly saved by the Nace goalkeeper, although there are some who would suggest that the goalkeeper moved before the ball was struck, but unfortunately for Glenmore, one of those was not the referee. Make no mistake about it, but this was physically a tough game where physicality played a major role. Relative to their opponents, Glenmore were woefully short in that department. By the second water break, Glenmore were still in the game in arrears only by five points. A statistic that Richie fed to me that speaks volumes uh, reads, Glenmore had their first point from play by any of the starting sextet of forwards in the 49th minute. Alan Murphy had started at midfield, although he was listed as a forward. With six minutes remaining, a horrendous defensive error let in Shane Ryan for the finishing goal for Nace. Game set a match for the Kildare champions. It embedded a lead of nine points in favour of the, of the winners, from which there was no return. Neen Byrne goal from a 20-metre free in added time, applied some element of respectability to the scoreboard for the Kilkenny champions, but that was all it was. The better team won, both Richie and I agreed, and we felt that they could go on to greater things. Glenmore scores for your interest. Uh, that's um, Ian Byrne got one goal and seven points from freeze. They got three points from play, Liam Hennessy, Alan Murphy and Shane Murphy. Shane, or Shane Murphy... Uh, Nace one goal and 16 points Glenmore 1-10 Well Barry as uh, we said here David Hersey told us on Friday night that these guys were not too bad they'll now play um, I'll get Glen Bryan from Wexford in the Leinster final You'd, obviously no matter who they're playing you give them a chance Lord, this is a good team, Nicky. This is no flash in the pan. These, they, these guys can hurt. And the one thing I want to say to you, Nicky, before I go is, I hope people will give due credit to Kilkenny County and the Kilkenny, uh, the, the, the hurling people that t- take out the games in Kilkenny, that they afford competition like the, the Kildare Mi- or the Nace Miners play in Kilkenny. The same thing has been applied to uh, Carlo teams. And, and the Unleash as well. So, like, fair fair credit to Kilkenny that seems to be working because these guys not only were the big and strong and fast and, and athletic they were able to hurl absolutely Barry we appreciate that as always talk Good to you time. soon Good ok time. thanks Barry ok well after the match Barry did speak to a Glenn Moorman but he was on the winning side but Tom Mullally the manager of Nace Tom Mullally what a result what a result for Hurley what a result for Kildare Hurley but overall analyse it for me Tom Oh, it's difficult, Barry. It's a semi-final, you mean, and stuff like that. And I think semi-finals boil down to kind of different things happening. I think we got a good start. Um, we got scores on the board. Um, we worked hard. We, we applied ourselves. I think we were honest in everything that we did. And, and any chance we got an opportunity to hurl, we, we, to, we tried to take advantage of it and stuff like that. And obviously there was a huge threat from Glenmore, you mean, and stuff like that. And we, we tried to work our way through the game. And thankfully, look, at it, 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 the, final, the final scoreboard showed that we came out the right side. But anyway... 
was from the bell you came out. There's only one word that could describe your determination and your application, Tommy, was you had a fierceness about everything you did. A fierce concentration, a fierce determination. You know? Well, to be fair to the players, that's what that's what you're kind of trying to... You mean, that like, every every team wants to improve. Lamore have, impro- have, have obviously won, won the Intermediate Championship this year. We're up senior next year and stuff like that. And that's great. That'll provide an opportunity for, for the panel to kind of improve and, and, and drive on. For us, it's the same thing. We're asking for, for improvements. I suppose night, noon and morning, sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. And today, thankfully, we got what, what we wanted. But all credit goes to the players. Their attitude was excellent today. It's a big day for Kildare Hurling. Yeah, it probably is, but it's huge for Nace as well. I mean, the stuff like that, and, yeah. and obviously Nace are, are, are part of the hurling of, of the hurling community in, in Kildare, so it, it can has a knock-on effect and things that way, you know. So, like, we'd be delighted. You mean for for anyone that, that kind of, I mean, I suppose our, our job was just to get a result here today, and we've got it, so we're, we're quite happy with that. All things are fair in love and war, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the fact that you're from Glenmore that didn't enter into the equation at all no, well, I'm, just, I'm just glad the game was over that's well, all, you that's go back to Glenmore but, but it's nothing to do with it's, it's, nothing to do with, it's, it's, a, it's a game between Glenmore and Nace and thankfully everything, everything worked out in, in our favour I spent two years up here so we're not going to we couldn't step away at this stage like, you know. the world is your oyster now Tommy oh, I wouldn't say I, I, we, have, we have a Leinster final to get ready for so obviously we have to start from, from point oyster, zero it? it's nice to be in it absolutely I mean, like the, obje- the objective at the start of the day was to get through get a result and get ourselves through there so thankfully that's happened for us like you know many congratulations and thanks for talking to us thanks very much radio. no problem your own radio thanks very much Barry. <laughs> yeah that's uh, Bower Barry having fun there with Tom O'Lally Pat Tracy when we spoke to uh, you spoke to David Hershey on Friday night I think he kind of laid it out for us this was no surprise yeah well he did point out that um, Nace had 12 players that have been in with the Gildare senior hurling panel for the last three years and that they were a big strong team physically fit and you know they had they had a, a great great fitness level and he kind of said well if um, if Glenmore could exploit the full back line with Jar Elward as they had been doing all year well then Glenmore will have a right good chance but if that didn't happen he said uh, these lads are going to are, are going to take some beating and uh, you know I think it was the nice full forward line was the, the line that was uh, causing the trouble so um, yeah and they, they just got a voice like grip to six points to two and they never let it go they just held it and held it the whole time uh, either four or six point lead and uh, stretched it out to nine when they got the goal and you know they were, they were full value for the money and you, you never you can say the penalty was saved and that maybe he was off his line but every penalty I've seen in uh, in the last while the goalkeeper is off his line for nearly every one of them that's, uh, that's a fair point but it'll be disappointing for Glenmore Pat because uh, oh, yeah. they came real, They were very very impressive winners in Kilkenny and Intermediate they were yeah and uh, I'd say you know that they got kind of horsed out of it and, and, and hurled out of it on the day OK, well that's grand luck. We'll talk to Pat in a minute about games in the club games today. A lot of uh, incidents in club games today. But uh, before we go to our second break, we'll deal with, little, with the Moonkind match because they sure got out of jail. This is how this game went yesterday. AIB Leinster Club Junior Hurling Semi-Final. Moonkind 516, Tara Rocks 219. Moonkind players and supporters greeted the final whistle in yesterday's thrilling AIB Leinster Club Junior Hurling Semi-Final with a mixture of delight and relief against Wexford's Tara Rocks. In a riveting contest we needed extra time to get a result. The Kilkenny Junior Champions deserved to win as they were the better hurlers, but they were stretched all the way by a superb Tara Rock side that brought a legitimate physicality to the contest, which the winners struggled to cope with at times. But it could have all been so different. Five minutes into injury time in normal time, Tara Rocks led by a point. They were repulsing yet another Moonkind attack, 
and a long clearance would likely have seen the referee blow the final whistle. Instead, a defender, who had a simple opportunity to play the ball back to his goalkeeper, decided to clear the ball himself. His poor clearance landed in front of the unmarked Killian Hogan, and the corner forward split the post with his shot to send the game into extra time. While the Wexford junior champions played well in extra time, especially their defence, Munkine's knack of grabbing goals was ultimately to prove decisive, with a late brace from Adam Croke leaving the final score rather harsh on Tara Rocks. Tara Rocks had first used the breeze, but it was the visitors from Kilkenny who grabbed the first score when Patrick Walsh pointed. Welsh was excellent all through the game and his partnership with Adam Croke in a two-man full forward line worked a treat. For much of the first quarter, Tara Rocks were the dominant side, scoring five points without reply. Munkine were struggling to get into the game, but they got a big break in 11 minutes when Patrick Walsh scored a goal when set up by Adam Croke. Four minutes later, Patrick Walsh tied the game from a free, but Tara Rocks were back ahead at the first water break when Patrick Fortune pointed with a shot that could well have ended up in the back of the Munkine net. Munkine enjoyed a more fruitful second quarter. Their cross-field and low deliveries was in contrast to their opponents, who constantly used long high deliveries, which was understandable given their ability to field high balls. The winner's attack always showed the greater goal-scoring threat. Munkine scored a second goal in 25 minutes, when Martin O'Neill raced on to a Patrick Walsh pass, after Kieran Quilty had initially won the ball. Munkine were revelling in the open spaces in attack, and they scored a third goal three minutes later, when Patrick Walsh picked out Martin Gannon, who made no mistake. That second quarter dominance saw Munkine go in at the interval leading 3-5 to 10 points. Four unanswered points at the start of the second half saw Munkine hold a commanding eight-point lead on nine minutes. One expected Munkine to push on, but instead Tara Rocks responded in impressive fashion, scoring a goal and three points without reply to bring the margin back to two points. Munkine were continuing to keep their noses ahead with both sides trading points. But the excellent Conor Devitt, who switched to full forward in the second half, won possession to score a goal for Tara Rocks and tie the game. It was still level when Joe Cortis, Tara Rocks and Conor Brophy Munkine traded points, but when Lee Owley pointed in injury time for Tara Rocks, Munkine's prospects looked bleak. Well, that was until that late defensive blunder from Tara Rocks, which Killian Hogan gratefully accepted to tie the game. It was still tit for tat for six minutes into extra time, with the sides scoring two points each. It was still tit-for-tat six minutes into extra time with the sides scoring two points each. But when Adam Croke got his first goal and Munkine's fourth on six minutes, the pendulum swung strongly in favour of the Kilkenny champions. Tara Rocks continued to battle, but with the Munkine defence playing really well in extra time, getting scores was proven problematic for the Wexford lads. A second goal from Adam Croke, close to full time, finally made the game safe for Munkine. And while Tara Rocks continued to work hard, their energy levels were dropping, allowing Moonkind to see out the game. This game could well be the making of Moonkind. They certainly got out of jail with that late Killian Hogan point, but they were the superior team in extra time, despite the heroics of a number of Tara Rocks players. Moonkind will be pleased with the part played by their subs who were introduced, and they will be more than happy to see Paul Henry back for the Leinster final against Shamrocks from Offaly on the 8th of January, as he missed today's game with a hamstring injury. Final score from St. Patrick's Park at Escorty, Moonkind 5-16, Tara Rocks 219. And after the game, I spoke to the Munkine coach, Jimmy Marr. 
Jimmy Marr, that was a cracking match. Oh, Nicky, uh, just thrilled to give out, come out of uh, Patrick's Park here in Escort today with, uh, with the win, you know, that could have went either way. Um, I suppose we started sluggishly, 5-1 uh, down, and we I suppose had to rejig things a small bit, playing again a strong breeze, and uh, look, guys showed hu- huge character, uh, went eight points up, but credit to Tara Rocks, uh, they came back, they went to point up, and uh, you know, it, it was it was looking dodgy there near the end, but you know, these group of players from Moonkind have been super all year, and, and again, they showed, uh, showed that they were a fantastic group of guys to work with, and uh, showed massive character to get over the line. Very decent team Tara Rocks now and I mean at the end of the day maybe the lucky break with Killian Hogan a wayward defensive clearance that they need and have done back to the goal he's all they had to do with it. That was it Nicky and if that was clear it was game over like you know number 22 just turned hit it over his shoulder Killian was there and the ball goes over the bar we go to extra time and we got the, the goal at the right time at extra time uh, with that bit of a breeze behind us you know. But you always had a greater goal threat throughout the game. Uh, we did you know we, we, we'd, we'd seen Tara Rocks play uh, the, the first two games uh, against Arklow and against um, uh, last week against Clonley Gale fan tonight and they put up huge scores 30 points plus uh, they were they were a really 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 impressive uh, team uh, sprinkled with some good forwards really solid at the back but we felt Nicky that the way they'd push up they'd give a space at the full back line and uh, we probably you know we were looking to be able to exploit that today you know yeah but uh, it certainly I'd say he probably used more subs in that match than he did in a lot of matches oh absolutely Nicky uh, I think we used um, the bones of uh, I, I, I would say we used the full complement to be honest now uh, don't know the official number we can use but uh, including extra nine, I don't know what it is but yeah Nicky we, we, we went to the to the bottom of our panel today and, and uh, really uh, to a man everyone who came in you know they really roll up their sleeves now I know you don't play the final until January but you'll be hoping to have Paul Henry back I think he's needed there in defence ah, he is look he's a huge loss there Nicky you don't replace a guy like Paul Henry and Paul Henry has been a fantastic hurler from Munkine over the last few years been excellent for us at centre back so we'd be hoping to have him back yeah absolutely yeah, but you all just pause the greater scoring threat from goals and I think people like Adam Croke had a cracking game there today yeah likes of Adam Pa um, you know very dangerous inside talk to two guys midfield where they break the line coming through and if you can create that bit of an overlap you know and and, and, and create an overlap and uh, from your half forward line to like some Martin O'Neill coming through you know they all create a, they all got a couple of really good goals today and they were the difference to key at the end you know well look you're not going to be able to enjoy Christmas maybe the way you'd want to do it because you've a lens to find it to play and hopefully go further afield after that oh god Nicky look you don't you, like you know yourself right your own club were there a couple of years ago Connie Shamrocks like like you know what you wouldn't give to to, to, to be uh, heading to a Leinster final in uh, in January it's it's fantastic and we you know we look forward to it and we'll give the players off the Christmas and we'll get back cracking again uh, in January looking forward to Leinster final against uh, Minute or uh, I think it's Minute and Shamrocks of Offaly okay. thanks James thanks Nicky yeah that was James Maran and his Shamrocks of Offaly they will play and they'll be a strong favourites going into that match okay we're going to switch sports we'll back to GA later on but we have Tristan Linus on the phone now with the hockey results hello Tristan Hello, Nikki. Yes, it was a, a very busy weekend on the um, the hockey front. So the uh, ladies uh, won three one on um, on Saturday. Did great. Shirley two. The men's the men's first through three all with Bray with Eddie Moore, Hugh Dag, and Andrew Arnock with the goals. Ladies seconds lost three uh, nil unfortunately to Wexford. Um, and the men's seconds drew three all um, with the goals coming from Tim Pierce, Danny Mulligan, um, and myself. That was with YMCA. And then today, the men's, my own men's second team, unfortunately, lost 6-0 to Clontar. The under-14 boys won 3-2 against Railway Union. And the ladies' seconds uh, won 5-2 against Portran with Leia Hill, Nessa Farrell, uh, and Emma Shepherd with a uh, hat-trick uh, in, in those games. And that's, that's us wrapped up now then until after the Christmas. OK, Tristan, well, have a good break and thank you for joining us for all that and we'll talk to you sometime in January. And happy Christmas to you and all the listeners. Thank you very much. OK, we'll take a break and we'll be back with uh, John Corrigan. 
Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday Evening Talksport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Yes, you're very welcome back to Talksport. We're now joined on the line by uh, Richie Power. And Richie, um, just a quick comment on the Glenmore game. You were with Barry there yesterday. And no doubt the better team won. Yeah, like you'd have to say over the 60 minutes that Nace were, uh, were all over the field, uh, Nicky. And, um, you, you know, if they were clinical in front of goal, they probably would have been in a, in a way stronger position at half time. Now, after saying that, like, you know, Alan Murphy's penalty was well taken and was brilliantly saved. And if that had gone in, the whole game would have changed. But look, you'd have to say over the 60 minutes, uh, Nace were very, very good. Physically, they were very, very strong. Uh, Cotton McChain caused huge problems on, on, on the Glenmore for back line in the first 20 minutes, you know. So, Look, they're, 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 they're a nice outfit, they're well able to hold, they're big, they're fit, and they, they'll have a fair go at this championship. Yeah, and Richie, in the under-21, you had a good win, a big win there. Yeah. You beat our lads last weekend, and deservedly so, but our lads decided not to hurl in the first half, but so that is it may. 170 to 7 points shows you were pretty much in charge of this game uh, all through. Yeah, Nicky, I know the scoreline might suggest that. It was anything but, like you, 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 you referred to last weekend, like we were very, very poor in the second half. Like, at half-time today, you would have to say Advantage and or, uh, Clara, there was a huge breeze blowing down the field. There was, a, a, you know, it was driving rain. It was, uh, conditions were very, very difficult. And I felt at half-time that Carrie Shock were in a huge, you know, in big, big trouble. But to a man in the second half, they put in a massive second-half performance. And it was very, very hard to see it coming. Like, and, and anyone that was around me felt the same like when the final whistle went they, they, a lot of people just didn't see this happening maybe maybe Clara thought at half time they had all the work done they, they were very very good the first half Martin O'Connell was very very good at centre back Colonel Cody was very good Paul Cody at centre forward and Jim Cho at full forward but like Owen Crowley he took on their best player in the second half and he was outstanding for us in the second half and no, because a real, real team performance and it's a great result for the club. OK, and that's next weekend. I'm not sure it is next weekend. You're in playing Ballyraggers in the final. So, look, good luck to that, Richie. We'll let you go because we're under pressure to get more reports in. Thanks, Richie. OK, Nicky. Thanks, Richie. That's Richie Power. We'll get, uh, see, can we get John Corrigan on the phone here? But uh, just a note in from the Emeralds. They were playing against Tullerone in the E-County final today. We want to thank Jack Cavan at the PRO who sent in the report. An outstanding game of hurling today between uh, Emeralds and uh, Tullerone. And Emeralds were the eventual winners. They were down nine points at the first water break. Emeralds made a spirited comeback and brought it back to narrow the gap to two points by half time and to go on to win by a point at full time. Tullerone, Tullerone made a comeback in the last quarter and brought it back to a draw in the 58th minute but an outstanding performance by Emeralds half back line saw them through to the end clash of the day was Sean Bourke Emeralds centre back and Tomas Dunn Tullerone centre forward uh, both to hurl in the county under 20 panel this year Sean Bourke gave an outstanding performance of centre back for the Emeralds clearing every ball that came his way Sean also hurled for UCD in a senior two league game during the week scoring four points in midfield and congratulations to another Kenny man Shane Wells from Tullerone who was on the winning team with uh, LIT and uh, Tullerone fought back had a strong game while Garraud Dunn tried hard throughout as well as their centre half back Emeralds Kieran Clear half back Johnny Dyle centre forward and Emeralds midfield of Killian Dyle and Adam Barneville uh, were also good Emeralds win in the end was due to the all around performance of 1-15 to and uh, Pat Tracy just spoke to Ken Welsh the manager of Thomastown who defeated um, Dunhamagan this evening in the under 21 and we'll try and get John Corrigan on the phone uh, while this is happening Ken Welsh, manager of uh, the Thomastown under 21 team he got the goals today that made the difference against Dunhamagan I sure suppose we did, yeah. It's uh, goals and matches, as I say, and we managed to get them. And 
you know, that was that was that was about it. Like, it was, it was, look, it was a, the uh, a real quintessential game of two halves. We had the wind in the first half, they had the wind in the second half. So we built up a decent, decent enough score in the in the first half, and we got another, I suppose, one-one in the in the, between the first quarter of the second half, which was which was very vital to the thing. So we gave ourselves that little cushion that we needed because Dunham came back at us so hard in the last 10 minutes and the wind and rain and the whole lot. We were playing into it there, so we were under fierce pressure. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was the goals and we worked the goals very well. It was delighted with the lads. Made, uh, do you know what I mean? They used their ability and their intelligence on the ball to, to work a couple of goals. Right, you're in a uh, uh, semi-final now, is it? Semi-final now against, uh, I think it's Ballyhale Shamrock. So <laughs> you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't get any easier anyway, for sure. Uh, that's likely to be after Christmas, I suppose. I'd imagine, I'd imagine the wood with them in a, a Leinster final next week in the senior team. You know, I'm not too sure, but um, we'll prepare for whenever it is on. But I, I'd imagine it'll probably go into the new year. Yeah. Yeah, that was Pat talking to uh, Ken Walsh, the manager there of uh, Thomastown. We'll get back to more um, G in a moment. We have John uh, Corrigan on the line. Good evening, John. Your results. Uh, how are you going, Nicky? I'll start with yesterday the Leinster under nineteen cup. Thomaston United nil, collection of Carlo two. In the under nineteen Henderson Shields semi finals, Lions and Evergreen played out a three all draw with Evergreen advancing five three on penalties, and Callan United were beaten four two by Freebooters. In the local under nineteen league, East End had a five two win over Newpark. On to today, Leinster Junior Cup, good win for Freebooters away up in Atlone against Monkslands, they won three one. And Thomaston United beat Canisters in the Water Barracks, uh, also 2-1. Then Canisters Premier Division, Evergreen A3, Dean Celtic 2. In Division 1, it was Ormond Villa 2, Evergreen B1. And Stonyford United 3, Callan United 4. Division 2, Sawbridge United 1, Castle Warren Celtic 2. And Lions 4, Highview Athletic B0. And in Division 3, it was Evergreen 46-1, Dean Celtic 1. And New Park United B3, Spa United 4. And that's, uh, we have no local junior soccer next weekend, Nicky. So that is until after Christmas. So to wish everyone there a uh, happy and holy Christmas. Thank you, John. And we'll talk to you in, uh, in the new year. Thank you very much, John. Okay, okay right, that's yeah. John as ever helpful to us. And uh, we'll just get some of the results. We'll just ask Pat Tracy for his comments on those Munster matches, particularly the, the one this evening in Fraherfield. Um, we'll just go through other results here. The under-21 game played yesterday. We recovered that on Saturday Sport. Uh, Dane Sport, 16 points, but Aaron's own were ahead, 119. They're now in the B final, and they will now play uh, Liz Downey. Liz Downey got the better of uh, Young Ireland's today, 112 to 1-8. We just mentioned the Kerry Shock result in D, 117 to 7 points, and they will play St. Patrick's Valley Ragged, who defeated Tullerhurst Berkeley, 115 to 113. That Thomason result was 5-9 to 21 points. And the um, that's about, yet yeah, that Emeralds results, I gave you the report on it, and thanks to the Emeralds for that. 16 points to the Emeralds, 2-8 for uh, Tullerone. I think I might have covered everything there. Pat Tracy, oh, Liam, you have a couple of things to go yeah, through just there. just briefly, in local rugby, both the Kenny sides were away at Setonians yesterday. The junior ones went down by 28 points to 21, so they got the, so they got the losing bonus point there. There was also defeats for the junior twos against the same opposition, and disappointment as well for the Marble City Hawks. They lost to Donegal by 66 points to 54. And in the uh, the European Champions Cup in rugby yesterday, Leinster defeated Bat 45-20. And uh, today, 
Big wins for Connacht over Stade Francais, 36-9, while Munster and Undersent Munster defeated Wasps, 35-14. And uh, Ulster won as well. I'm just trying to find that result wherever it's uh, gone on me now. Yes, they won 29-23 against Claremont Auvergne yesterday. And in uh, soccer games today, the Brighton Spurs game was postponed. Burnley West Ham nil all. Leicester 4, Newcastle nil. I didn't get the result of the Crystal Palace the final game, but we'll get Liam to look up that. Rangers 2, Hearts nil. Celtic 1, Motherwell nil. Pat Tracy, you were given out about refereeing on WhatsApp this evening as leaving myself for coming from Tullamore. Uh, obviously, it was a bit comical, Ali, was well, it? Look, um, you had um, John McGrath sent off and uh, his older brother uh, sent off earlier and both of them, uh, they, weren't, they weren't sending off offences at all, really. But the the both were one that we'll say, um, the first one, I think the linesman, told the ref and the second one the, the umpire was uh, in, instructing the ref but, uh, and that was the second yellow card and uh, uh, then a red and as well as that that was a massive moment because there's a penalty and the penalty then was overruled the well, to a throwing ball and uh, Lockmore were down to 30 men the game was over then yeah totally but it was uh, look I, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be one bit happy and uh, you know anyone that doesn't admire or doesn't admire the McGraths uh, in, in uh, Harlan well then they don't like Harlan. and in fairness now let's be honest about it I've never seen the McGraths pull a dirty stroke in my no. life they're not no, that well, the, the, the first one was a shot he, he had he had got a dig earlier and then uh, he kind of retaliated a minute or two later and uh, that was uh, the first one wasn't seen and the second one was you see and uh, then the penalty uh, Barry Coughlin had the ball in his hand and uh, John McGrath gave him a little flick of the hurl on his hand and he went down just, just to get the hurl, ball out of his hand kind of thing sure it was nothing you know and uh, I, I was just uh, it left a kind of a bad taste uh, that one you know but I'll tell you if Kilmallock hit him, the the don't don't be a, a little tip they'll get. And our body Constantine has these guys flying. They have, yeah, and they they hit hard and they play direct and uh, they're 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 a fine team now. They're yeah. a fine team. OK, we have a text in from our friend Benjamin. Congratulating Ireland on Team Gold in the cross-country and to Ballyhale and Mulkine for pulling off heart-stopping victories. By God, you got it right there. He's commenting on the clubs from Kildare, Leash, Kerry and Offaly who are st- competing strongly and a lot more hard done by, but he likes the way Desi Hutchison plays. Uh, Tom O'Lally has a great track card. We could do it him involved in the county here in Kilkenny. I think that's a very fair point anyway. So anyway, look, there's a, there's a lot of stuff coming in there, but Pat Tracy, we have the Shamrocks in Croke Park next week. Back in familiar territory. Yeah, and we were listening to him and said, oh God, if anyone can get a goal, it's the Shamrocks. We're saying, you know, uh, if anyone can do it, and they got it. And then we said, well, it's like a loss now to Ryan as this game is over. And you could see uh, just uh, the, the the points being tacked on. And But look, Shamrocks aren't playing great. There's no use saying anything else. They're not playing great. The, 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 the flow uh, over the course of games. And uh, I think even the manager might have alluded to uh, it. He, did. Bit, he, uh, he knows they're not firing an and if yeah. they're look they're down Joy Cody already for next Sunday yeah. now one good thing actually Darren Mullen came on and yeah. he looked to be flying it yeah he really uh, he, he went off the last he covered, time yeah. he covered yeah. some good ground when he came on there was actually he? one great clearance I think it was about three or four minutes when he came on the field and he just he, he dealt with his area really really well you he see, didn't look like a man with an injury yeah but there are a good few of those lads have done very little hurling like yeah. Darren Mullen has done very little this year Adrian Mullen is kind of coming back as well you know yeah. so there's and, and, and Paddy Mullen hasn't hardly been seen so yeah. like you know there's they're, they're definitely but they have this there. knack though Patrick oh, they have, yeah. they, we heard his team this, this phrase in soccer called 
Fergie time. <laughs> well, there's such a thing in Gaelic games called Shamrock's time. That's right, yeah. yeah. And look, I just think it's a bit of an ask now for Clock Balacalla to lift themselves again and go to Croke Park and play the Shamrocks. I, I think it's too short a time for them. I just think it is. Yeah. And they were fantastic the other day. Absolutely. Night. No, oh. if, they can le- if they can keep the same level of aggression, but I mean mm. that in a positive sense, yeah, you yeah. know, they, they, they could put them up to the... They were brilliant. Whether well. whether they have the hurling, there's, there's mm. some very slick hurlers on the Shamrocks team. Ah, they are, yeah. And they have Pikey Marr, Pinky Marr, it's yeah. the score. You know, he's he'll the, be he's up again, Joey Holden. He's the who main for man, me yeah. is the man, is the no question he's the Shamrocks man of the year for he me. Drives him out the back. Oh my he? god, yeah. Patrese, he was just incredible. And the link play he has with Richie Reed. It's kinda it's either Joey to Richie or Richie to Joey. Yeah, they were spraying them in the yeah. first quarter. You wouldn't give you wouldn't give the Rhinos a chance. Them, no, you first wouldn't. Quarter. I mean, that's but that's what the Shamrocks do. They built up a vo- buffer and then they they allowed Rhinos back into the game, but they just kept within touching distance. And you know, show me a better fielder of the ball than Joey Holden. Yeah, I think uh, the uh, Rhinos missed a chance of a point to go four points clear, and I think that they was missed the a lot of points in the end. Yeah. Okay, lads, time caught us up. We'll do this tomorrow evening on the Teacher Hurlers of Gaelic Games. Thanks for Pat for coming in. Thanks for Liam Kelly Rook for today, and of course, thanks to Cubri and Allen who ran the show all afternoon. Joe Burton, I think it's Joe. Uh, coming back next welcome back Joe if it is yes it is I'm getting the nod welcome back Joe um, and Joe will have the best in country in Irish until uh, tomorrow evening on the TC Terrace Slán and Lisbannacht and thanks for everybody who helped us this evening <laughs>